the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good morning, family. So, um, two weeks ago, um, my homily uh, really took off, didn't it? Uh, I did not expect that, um, but it made me happy to know that, that people are, are receiving the word. It really, it showed me, um, and, and there was a time where I kind of was fighting with myself, or maybe with the evil one, and thinking, and I don't know, I mean, this was just kind of my struggle was, well, I said all those true things, but how many people are really actually going to do anything about it? So then I kind of went through this process of like, well, you can't judge, and you're not God, so you can't see maybe how you, when you plant a seed, how it grows and, and what the effect of it might be. Until I started to, to uh, really ask God, okay, God, then what is the solution to all of these things? To all of the, the marriage problems and the addictions or the, the, um, the inappropriate behavior outside of marriage and, and all of these things that we're, that we're struggling with in our community. Because it's not fair for me to just tell you, stop doing this and stop doing that and change this and change that. How? How do we actually make these changes? So this might be part two <laughs> uh, of that. The point of, of, of what I'm trying to say here today is I got inspired by today's gospel about being able to see spiritually. The blind man goes from being physically blind to physically seeing. But there's also another type of sight that he receives throughout this gospel. He goes from calling Jesus just a prophet and just, you know, a good man, a holy man, to worshiping Jesus finally in the end and calling him Lord. So the real sight, the real important part of this is not that he just received his physical sight, but that he begins to spiritually see things, that he begins to look at life from God's perspective, that he begins to look at his reality in line with God's reality and not just from, from the world. Today, St. Paul says, worldly grief produces death. What does that mean? What is St. Paul talking about? He's saying that if we allow the, the cares of the world, and if we allow the things of the world to make us grieve, and we're constantly kind of in knots because of the world, the cares of the world, what people say, and what we look like, and how much money we have, and all of those things that I preached about that everybody was so excited about, he says, that produces death. Those cares produce death. And that's why I said what I said two weeks ago. Because I'm seeing where it's leading people. I'm seeing people going into death, not into life. Going into spiritual blindness rather than being able to see God. And so the purpose of me calling these things out is not just to call them out. And I think that a lot of people got really excited and they started sending it around, right? 
Like, oh, did you hear Father Patrick? Yeah, I'm going to send it to this person because I know this person really needs to hear this, right? So then you sent it without really thinking to yourself, what about me? What about me? How do I play a role in leading our people and our community into remaining in only in worldly grief and in spiritual blindness? Because guess what? We're pointing fingers at this person's blind and this person's blind and this person doesn't know God and this person doesn't know God and all these people need to change. But what about me? It starts with me. Oh yeah, Father, Father Patrick is so right about this. Everybody needs to start changing. Everybody else needs to start changing. But what about me? Because all of us, on some level, are spiritually blinded by the cares and the griefs of the world. This world tries to do to us and how the devil works through the world to keep us spiritually blind from being able to see Jesus. And so, what I want to propose to us today is not to, um, to just change all of the behavior. Hey, if you have a wedding, make it more simple. If you are dating somebody, just do this. And if you're doing that, and just do all of these things. I think that the biggest issue is not changing behavior. We can change our behavior. It's fine. The issue is our mindset. The issue is our eyes. Our eyes, unfortunately, are still filled with, with lots of junk, with lots of clay. And so if we want to really begin to start changing and transforming our community, it needs to begin with Jesus. It needs to begin with going to Jesus just like the man did. The man in the gospel, Jesus says to him, he actually takes spit and he makes clay from the earth. And the reason why he does this is, is Jesus is actually trying to show that he is God, that he is the creator. So he takes part of the earth because we were created, right, from dust. And he's saying, I'm going to recreate you right now. I'm going to make you a new person. So he puts it on his eyes. And the man could have simply just said, hey, I don't know what weird thing you're doing right now, but you know what? I'm not going to go and do all this. I don't know who you are. He could have said, I'm not going to waste my time with you. I don't know who you are. Jesus says to him, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. He could have not went. But there was an action. There was a, a, a role that he played in getting to be able to see. But it had to do with Jesus. It wasn't just him going to doctors and him just trying to make himself see. So when we come to God, yes, God wants to help us, but he gives us tools and he says, okay, here are the tools, now go. He sends you. He says, go, do it. But the first part is coming to Jesus. The first part is hearing Jesus' voice. The first part is allowing Jesus to put his hands on my blindness. And then I'll be able to see. So the man does it. He goes and he can see. Today, if we want to be able to start seeing our life from God's perspective, 
and we really truly want to be changed and transformed from within, what we need to do is we need to start reading our Bible. There was a study shown, and I'm going to uh, pull out a piece of paper here because I'm not that good at memorizing. Well, I'm okay at memorizing, but I just don't want to mess this up. So there is the Center of Bible Engagement. There's, there's an, a, 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 a group of people. They're called the Center of Bible Engagement, and they did a study. They did a study to see what are the benefits of people who read the Bible weekly. And they wanted to see how many times do you need to read the Bible in order to see those benefits. So they took a group of people, 40,000 people, okay, and they did this test, from ages 8 to 80. And so they wanted to see what are these benefits and how many times. So after doing this test, they saw that people who read the Bible once a week, now no real benefits. Twice a week, no real benefits. Three times a week, eh, about the same thing. But they saw drastic change for those who read the Bible four times a week. Four times a week. And what they found are these tangible, real benefits. These are the benefits. People who struggle with loneliness. How many people are struggling with loneliness today? You have people around you, but you still feel alone. That decreased by 30%. People who struggle with anger, who can't control their anger and how they treat others and having no patience, that decreased by 32%. Bitterness, feeling bitter all the time, just looking at things in a very negative way all the time, that decreased by 40%. People who struggle with alcoholism or alcohol, decreased by 57%. People who struggle with looking at inappropriate things on the internet, and you know what I'm talking about, 61%. This is four times a week, by the way. People who struggle with inappropriate behavior outside of marriage, and you know what I'm talking about, 68%. 68%. People who who struggle with not feeling God. People always tell me, Father, I pray, but I don't feel God. I feel dry. I feel far. I don't sense God. I don't hear God. You know what? That decreased by 60%. People who began to actually start sharing their faith and speak loudly and not afraid of people and started preaching the faith, that increased by 200%. These are the benefits of reading and hearing God's Word. Because it's God's Word that washes the blindness from our eyes. It's His Word that begins to change us, not just change behavior, but changing us from within. So I want to challenge us. I want to go back to two weeks ago. And I talked about marriages. And I talked about how marriages today are... are, are uh, uh, Priorities are all in the wrong place, unfortunately. And how fathers are, are consumed with just work and moms are just consumed with friends and, and, and their looks and this and that. And so instead of telling people and telling fathers, just stop working, you know, so much and moms, you know, just stop getting your nails done every, you know, two weeks and this and that, it's not going to work. People are not going to listen to me. 
People are not going to like it. Some people probably didn't like um, two weeks hom homily. What I'm going to say to us today is this. Married couples. How many married couples today are struggling and are feeling far from each other? How many couples today are actually going to divorce without actually really trying anything holy and substantial? Even coming to the priest, people come to the priest, married couples come to the priest. And we tell them, guys, this is what you got to do. Don't think just coming to me is going to solve it. You got to take what I'm giving you and you got to go and do it. So what I'm going to challenge us with is this. Married couples, before you go to bed or before you go out to dinner on a date, which you're not, if you're not going on dates, you need to go back to going on dates with each other without friends and without kids. Go to, the, go, to, go to adoration together or, or open your Bible together. Read one small little passage, passage of the Bible together and then look at each other and say, hey, what did you get from that? Hey, what did you get from that? How do you feel like God is speaking to us? How do you feel like God is asking us to apply this principle in our marriage today? Talk it out. Help each other. You will give each other insight. You will give each other sight. God wants to work through your marriage. God wants to work through you for your spouse. You can't change your spouse. You can't fix your spouse. All you can do is lead your spouse to who? To Jesus. And so the very first thing in your marriage that you need to be doing is, are you leading your spouse, not your kids? Oh, Father, we pray the Our Father and Hail Mary before we go to sleep. That's cute. There's more. There's way more. The Bible, the Word of God. Are you reading Scripture with your spouse? It starts with your spouse first, and then your kids. Married couples, instead of just going out and having a good time, stop. You're already out. Stop in Adoration Chapel together. Sit together with Jesus. Invite Jesus. Beg Jesus to give you sight to see your spouse in a new light. To see your spouse as Jesus and see Jesus in your spouse. And then come talk to me about how you want to divorce your spouse. First do this. Four times a week, open up your Bible. These are what the stats show. And if you're looking for a spouse... You're, you're looking for a spouse and you feel lonely and you don't, you don't know what to, who to look for and what to find and this and that and, and who's the right person for me and if there's anybody out there for me. Again, don't come to me and ask me, Father, what am I supposed to do? Am I meant to be married? Am I meant to do this? Am I meant to do that? I can't tell you what you're meant to do and who you're meant to be. But I know who can. Jesus, open up your Bible four times a week. Listen to what he wants to say. He may not give it on the front page. You are meant to be a priest. You are meant to get married to flan flan. That, that may not happen. That may not happen. But he will tell you little by little. Little by little he will begin to show you who you are to him and then what you're called to do. And little by little, when you begin to hear him speak to you, you begin to start not feeling so lonely because you're like, wow, God is engaging with me. God is speaking to me. The heck with the spouse. 
Jesus loves me. Jesus is talking to me. We're engaging together. I can hear him and he can hear me. And there's this beautiful connection. It's like sparks. The heck with a spouse. They all crooked anyway. I'm sorry. Um, just joking. But listen, I'm going to go back to what I said two weeks ago. They slim pickings out here. That's still true. But again, the reason why is because we're not going to the source of goodness. We're not going to Jesus. We cannot shame people from, for not doing what they're supposed to be doing. We have to look at what are they not doing, which is we're not going to Jesus. The, the, uh, the, um, the obsession, my brothers and sisters, with the world and the cares of the world is only because our eyes are blind and our eyes are on the wrong thing. But if we begin to change our perspective and see things from God's perspective, we will begin to see. Today, the, the, the parents of this blind man, do you realize that these parents actually, they, uh, they, uh, they denied him as being their son because he was blind? And then finally, when he begins to see, they, they say, oh, uh, we don't know. They don't want to claim him because it says, for fear of the Jews. They were afraid of people. They were people pleasers. They denied their own son all because they were afraid of what people are going to say. This is where we're at, my brothers and sisters. Our eyes are on people. Our eyes are not on Jesus. Let's shift. The man went to the pool and he washed. The way that we go to the pool and we wash is in the Eucharist and in the Bible. The Word of God changes everything. When God speaks, it's like a sword. The Scripture says that when you read the Bible, the Word of God, it's like a two-edged sword. That's how sharp it is. And it literally pierces your heart. So if you're looking for real substantial solutions for your life, begin first with the Word of God. How many of us today are reading scripture not once a week, twice a week, three times? How many of us are reading it every day? We have tons and tons of time on social media to listen to Father Patrick's homily for 20 minutes, right? Which is great. That's good. But no matter how much I try to talk to you, no matter how cool and awesome my homily is, it's not going to make changes. Maybe a little ones here and there, but the real change is in hearing and listening and reading the Word of God and allowing the Word of God to speak into your daily life. That's what Jesus wants to do because Jesus is not here shaming us. Jesus is here trying to heal our sight so that we can see him and that we can share him and that we can bring his light to everybody around us, not create more darkness and create more worldly grief. That's where our community is at. We're just creating ugly cycles of darkness. Look like this and dress like this and act like this and have this and have that. And again, all the vicious cycles. No. When I come to Jesus and I hear him, then you know what? Naturally, when I walk into a room, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to bring Jesus' light. I'm not going to want to talk about the purses and the shoes and the cars and then this and then that. I'm going to be over that. I won't even be interested because something will have changed. Just like when this, the, the blind man, when, when he was finally able to see, they didn't even recognize him anymore. 
Not because he could see, I mean, it was literally like, like this and like this. What would have really changed substantially? Not much. But what actually changed was he changed from within because he met Jesus. And he looked like a new person. They didn't even recognize him. They're like, is this the same guy? He don't even look like him. That's what's going to happen, little by little, to all of us. It will be like wildfire, just like the, the vicious cycles have, have spread like wildfire. The holy cycles, the holy site is going to really, truly spread like wire, wildfire. But are we ready to go and to be sent? That's on us. Jesus is sending us. But are we ready to make those changes? So before we start looking at everybody else as blind, where, do, where, do, where does it begin with me, with my marriage, with my single life, with my kids, as a kid, with my friends? It begins with us. And if we look to Jesus, we will begin to see and to bring his light into the world of darkness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.